Hi, my name is Ed Berniski. Welcome to Know Your Berkshires from the Pasil Civitan. Usually, Pat Gable's the host, but today uh, he's on vacation, so it's, so it's myself. Uh, I've been a Civitan for about 28 years. During this pandemic, we are not having our meetings. Uh, we usually have two meetings, a second and a fourth Tuesday of the month, but we're not having these until this, this uh, pandemic is over. And we usually have our soup fest during March. We're not having that this year. So hopefully we're, we're still just trying to raise money in the, in the uh, community, which we're doing. So hopefully uh, we can um, have about 50 members and, uh, and we'll, we'll be back strong shortly. Uh, today, um, I have Megan Alamey. Uh, she's here. Hi, Megan. Hi, nice to meet and you. She, nice to meet you. And she, well, I want you to introduce yourself and say exactly what you do and uh, we'll go from there. How's that? That sounds great. So yes, my name is Megan LeMay. I'm the regional manager at the Alzheimer's Association here in Western Mass. Um, so I cover all of Western Mass, including Berkshire County. And my goal is just to raise awareness and educate more people around Alzheimer's and all forms of dementia. And that's really our mission here at the Alzheimer's Association. And the other part of the mission is also to actually eliminate Alzheimer's disease through um, the advancement of research. Um, we're really trying to find a prevention, treatment, or cure um, for Alzheimer's as well. So tell me, Megan, what does the, the, the association do? I know you said you do some re, uh, you're doing some outreach and things of this nature. Do you do support groups or anything of that nature? And uh, if so, if you could elaborate on that. Yeah, so we offer a lot of support for those who are currently impacted by Alzheimer's or dementia. We want to support all those families that are out there because we know that actually almost 6 million people in the U.S. are living with Alzheimer's disease or another form of dementia. And we want to provide support to those families, education, um, and enhance their quality of life. So we provide support groups, both for caregivers and for those living with a diagnosis. So right now I facilitate a support group for people with dementia in the virtual setting. Um, and they really appreciate the chance to be able to meet other people living with dementia. And then the other piece of what we do is just education. So educating caregivers, um, as well as over the phone support with our 24 seven helpline um, and care consultations. Wow, so you're really busy. So what is the difference between the Alzheimer's disease and uh, this uh, dementia? Yeah, so that's a common question that we get. And actually dementia is just the umbrella term. Dementia is a general term like the term food, for example. It's just, it's a generic term. It describes a set of symptoms of memory loss and changes in thinking and behavior. But Alzheimer's disease is the specific disease that's causing the dementia symptoms. So dementia is the broad term and Alzheimer's disease is the specific disease that's causing symptoms. So then other types of dementia fall under that dementia umbrella as well. So for example, frontotemporal dementia goes under that umbrella with very similar symptoms, Lewy body dementia, vascular dementia, and we provide people provide support for people with all different types of dementia. Mm. I think what you do is very important because as I was telling you earlier, uh, my mother-in-law um, was diagnosed with, with uh, dementia and Alzheimer's disease uh, when she was 83 years old, had to be put into a nursing home and she lived to be 92. So she was like nine years in a nursing home. 
and um, she had caregivers come in once in a while and other people. Um, but she didn't, uh, the last five or six years, she hardly knew who she was. She didn't, um, I couldn't identify her daughter or myself. And it, it was very heart-wrenching, but they were telling me in that nursing home, there was quite a few patients in there that had uh, this disease. It's unbelievable. And, and I think you said before, what, 6 million people have it approximately? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and it's it's so challenging and it's really hard as the disease progresses. And like you said, people really, at some point in the disease will need 24 seven care. So that's right. why it's such, um, it takes a lot of resources to care for people. I know I know that my father-in-law, I mean, tried to keep her home as long as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, personally, you know, she would cook a meal and then forget to shut the oven off. And then she would forget, you know, you know, it was time to go to bed and she'd get the heat. I mean, and it gets to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. She'd fall out of bed and, you know, he, you know, he couldn't lift her up and had to call 911. I mean, it was a really a traumatic thing for him, you know? Yes, it's so hard. And that's why we try to educate people that, you know, you really can't do it alone. So many caregivers try and think, you know, they are they're the one that's going to do it. They can care for that person, whether it's the parent or a partner or spouse. And it really is impossible to do alone. And we want to just help caregivers and tell them that they do not have to feel guilty. You know, they should not feel guilty about having to ask for help and for to get support, even from residential care, nursing homes, assisted livings, that they're there to help and can re- provide really high quality of care for people um, and not to feel guilty about that. And I see on the um, screen there, there's a hotline. That's a 24 hour, seven day a week hotline. Is that correct? Yeah, so it's a great resource, um, whether you're concerned about your own memory and you want some more information about that, or if you're struggling, you know, anytime, day or night as a caregiver, um, you know, if you're at your, if you're getting frustrated in a caregiving situation, you're not sure what to do next, you feel like you've tried everything and, and maybe the person is still really agitated with dementia or they can't sleep, you can always call our 24-7 helpline um, with any question at all. And there's always people there to talk you through it and professionals who can give you some different suggestions suggestions to try around caregiving and you know you can also call with just simple questions like you know if you just want a list of local home care agencies or something like that too it doesn't need to be an emergency you know it's not it's not necessarily an emergency line it really is for kind of small questions or to talk to someone once you when you first get a diagnosis you just want more information you can call so you can really call for any reason you know, I know that we do a support group, as I said before, and, you know, people just want to help and they want, you know, other people in that same situation, what they do to try to help. And not necessarily there is, is an, an, an answer to all the time. Is, is this a dementia? Is this a normal sign of aging? Now being 72, I, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> it's only a better time, right? <laughs> So it's Don't actually laugh, not. <laughs> it is actually not. It, you know, that's sometimes a misconception out there that dementia is a, a normal part of aging, but it's actually not. Um, Alzheimer's disease is a specific um, disease that's occurring in the brain that's progressing through the brain and, and killing brain cells, actually, that's different than the process of normal aging. All right. Um, let me ask you a question. So what are the earliest warning signs of this disease? Um, yeah. And, Go you know, ahead. And, and, and if so, what are the earliest signs and what can be done 
um, so that people can make sure they look at it and then take the, the proper uh, uh, procedures. Yeah, so we have a list. I would recommend people go on our website or give us a call on the 24 seven uh, helpline because we have a, we go through the, we explain the 10 early warning signs, um, but I'll go through a few now. So sure, thank you. Some of the early warning signs are, um, of course, memory loss that disrupts daily life. But some other ones are just difficulty completing familiar tasks. So for example, if someone is starting to struggle making a recipe they've always made, you know, that's that could be a sign that something is more serious is going on because with normal aging, you probably wouldn't forget how to make your favorite lasagna recipe, or you wouldn't forget how to play your favorite card game. But, right. with, but with dementia or Alzheimer's, that can be a sign when you're forgetting that stuff that you've always done, you know, that was a part of your normal life or if you're starting to get lost driving places that you've driven to many many times that's often um, one of the first warning signs um, another early warning sign is confusion with time or place so you know you know during the pandemic everyone kind of forgets what day it is you know that's kind of normal so we wouldn't worry about that but we would worry if someone is confused about what year it is or if they think oh, it's summer when it's the middle of January, you know, that would be more cause for concern. Um, and I'll just mention one other early warning sign that can come up for some people is changes in mood and personality, which sometimes people don't think about. But for some people, they have the type of dementia that impacts their frontal lobe of their brain. And that really controls your personality. So sometimes people will notice drastic personality changes and maybe they think something else is going on, but sometimes that can be a sign of, of early dementia actually. Um, cool. That if someone becomes more aggressive or if someone's more withdrawn, less talkative. Um, so we wanna pay attention to those early warning signs. And then if you do start to notice any changes like that, that you want to talk to talk to a doctor, um, and we really recommend talking to a specialist because often primary cares just cannot diagnose. Um, often, you know, are not going to diagnose Alzheimer's disease or another type of dementia. That we really recommend seeing a specialist like a neurologist or a geriatrician um, and getting a full workup and diagnosis. So, a neurologist, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was the other one? A geriatrician, geriatrics. Geriatric, all right, fine. Yeah, uh, uh, that's really interesting about that because I know that, um, you know, uh, people do go to other, you know, specialists because they're, they're really concerned about their memory loss and things of this nature. And they're able to do things to see if they really have it or not, from what I understand. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. and the other thing we want to do is make sure to rule out that it's not something else going on because sometimes you could have another medical issue that looks like dementia or is presenting as dementia, but is actually not dementia. And then that's treatable. So for example, an imbalance with your thyroid can sometimes cause like confusion, um, symptoms of, of temporary memory loss, but that's, but that could be treated if you got, if you got your thyroid regulated 
or if sometimes if people are living alone and they're not eating enough, just a vitamin deficiency and dehydration can present as dementia symptoms, but it's actually not dementia. You know, it's totally treatable. So we want to rule out that it's not other medical conditions causing this, or sometimes just a side effect from a new medication you're on can cause dementia symptoms, but it's just a side effect. It's not actually Alzheimer's disease or dementia. So we want to check on all those things at the doctor too. Well, yeah, that's, that, that's really good advice. Um, I know myself being 72 years old and a lot of times in my memory, oh my God, I saw that person 10 years ago or eight years ago, but I can't think of their name. And all of a sudden within third, four or five seconds, it, 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 it generally will come to me. I'm assuming that's a sign of aging. I just, I just takes a little time. It's back there in the brain somewhere, but it's not quite right in front of the front. Yeah, that's pretty normal, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So if you're seeing signs for, uh, of this disease from your loved ones or family members, um, you should definitely go to the doctors and get it, you know, analyze and uh, see what's really going on, if anything. Yeah, and I would just suggest that, you know, if if your primary care doctor kind of brushes it off and says it's just normal aging, you want to, yeah. you know yourself best. So you want to advocate for yourself, you know, right. if you really feel like something different is happening, if you feel like you're struggling um, or something has changed, that you should keep advocating and, and try to see a specialist and, and not just kind of give up on that process. Yeah. All right. Um, is there any, say, for example, I'm, I'm diagnosed with it, um, this disease. Uh, what can I do, if anything? Is there any medications that will help me or on, on, on the market? Or is there like maybe exercising more, where at least maybe not stop it, or but at least uh, put it at a certain level? Yes. Yeah, so there are a couple FDA approved medications that can slow um, the symptoms or improve some of the symptoms of Alzheimer's and dementia. So um, there are some medications that can do that, but they don't actually stop the progression of the disease. Right. So unfortunately, we still don't have any kind of um, prevention treatment or cure that can you know, stop the disease from progressing or cure it. But we, there are those medications that people can try that some people find helpful to um, try to slow the symptoms. Yeah. And, and that's just an option for some people. Um, but we're, that's why we're still, yeah, working yeah. towards more research and clinical trials on this. Do you have any idea what the average age of, of this disease is? So I'm not sure. Yeah, it depends on most people do not develop Alzheimer's disease until they're over the age of 65, but there are people who develop it also in their 40s and 50s, which is right. called younger onset Alzheimer's disease, or sometimes people call it um, early onset Alzheimer's, which is when you develop it in your 50s. So that tends to be more, a little bit more genetic. So if, if a parent or another family member had younger onset Alzheimer's, then you're more likely to, to, to develop younger onset. Um, but yeah, it depends. Most people don't get it until they're over the age of 65. Now, yeah, because I know someone um, that's in a nursing home and she's probably around 60 years old or 62 now, maybe. I mean, she, she you know, basically needs help every day to do normal functions and that's why they put her there. I mean, so, I mean, I, I know that it strikes at 62, but it, I mean, I used to the average age is it probably over 65 years old. So, so that's, so that's what it is. Now you also have um, a program coming up on February 10th. Do you want to go over that with us? 
Yeah, so we offer a lot of great um, free education programs for the general public and for caregivers. So, for example, Wednesday, February 10th, we're having a workshop called understanding Alzheimer's and dementia and it will just go into more details about this um, and it's a great program I highly recommend it for anyone who just wants to learn more and so you can register by calling our helpline number that 24 7 number you can register there or you can email me um, and my emails on there too but our 24 7 helpline number I'll just say it now so in case people want it the 24 7 helpline is 800-272-3900. That's 800-272-3900. And like I said, you can call that with any question or if you just want to talk about symptoms you, or if you want to register for any of our education programs. And this is just one of our upcoming programs, but we also have more specific education programs too, such as effective communication strategies, which just gives really good tips on how to better interact and communicate with people with dementia. Um, and then our understanding and responding to dementia related behaviors. So it gives, that gives some great suggestions and information on um, how to cope with different behaviors that come up with when someone has Alzheimer's and dementia. So you can register for any of those education programs by um, calling our helpline. So is there, um, is there a, a website that people could look on to where we list all the upcoming events, um, you know, regarding um, uh, all the things that you're doing? Yes, so it's actually alz.org slash m-a-n-h so it's the mass new hampshire you want to go to specifically like the massachusetts alzheimer's association website yep. and that gives us gives you um all of the options around education support groups and care consultations as well so care consultations is just um a program where we will just spend more in-depth in-depth time with a family so if, for example, if a family is trying to make that big decision of, is it time to move this person into um, residential care, for example, or a nursing home, that they can schedule a care consultation with us and all of our programs are free. And it just allows them to sit with us, sit with a professional to just talk through the pros and cons where we can educate the family. They can get all their questions answered. And we can all, what we can also do, which is pretty, pretty cool is get a whole family on one of these care consultations or meetings at once. So, you know, if maybe different siblings in the family are kind of disagreeing or not sure how to care for a parent, we can get everyone on the same phone call or the same Zoom call sure. and just provide that one-to-one -one counseling with everyone and support for the family and talk them through the situation and answer their questions and create a care plan for the person with Alzheimer's. Oh, that's nice. So it's like a plan of, of action. So that's everyone within the family is on the same page with the same call on how to deal with their loved ones. Is that, is that what you're doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so that's, so this is similar to the National Alliance for the Mentally Ill as far as they have programs like this the same way. Let me ask you a question, Mary. Where do, where do you folks um, are funded? Right? Do you have fundraisers? Yes, yeah, so we are a nonprofit organization and all of our funding just comes from donations and our walk to end Alzheimer's. So we do our 
walk to end Alzheimer's every September. And so we're looking forward to hopefully being back in person this September. Um, so registration has already opened. We do a walk in Berkshire County every September. Um, and so we hope people will join us for that. And you can create a walk team and it's a beautiful day to get together. Oh, great. So where, where is it in Berkshire County? The walk um, itself? For the past couple of years, it's been in Adams. All right. Is, is, is it on the trail? Yes. Yep. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. No, I, I mean, I live in Berkshire County and, you know, I do a lot of walks, but I, I've never seen this. So, I mean, I'd be more than glad to join it this year for you. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, you that know? would be great. It used to be, it used to be at the, um, let's see if I can say this right. The Ashwood. Yeah, Asher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. In Cheshire. I, 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 I'm without myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. then a couple of years ago, we moved to um, Adams because it's in that nice spot right next to the um, senior center there. Oh, yeah. And so that's a good location. And um, it's a great day for people to just come together, do a walk. And it's a great way for families, too, if they've lost someone to Alzheimer's or if they... Um, want to honor the person who's still living with Alzheimer's. It's a good way for families to just get together and have that day together. Oh, that's great. I, I know I know. my wife and I will definitely do it this year. I mean, I, and, and what day is this? Uh, this is September what now? I'm not sure of the date this year yet, All right. but... <laughs> All right. So I can check back on, on, on your website. And, and definitely, yeah. And I know registration is open, so if you Google it, you can see the date and you can register right. for the walk already. All right, good. So you have one walk for a fundraiser. Do you, do you do anything else for a fundraiser? Um, we try to do different things. Um, so what's great is there's a um, a partnership here in Berkshire County. It's called the Berkshire Alzheimer's Partnership. It's just a group of volunteers who do a lot of um, fundraising as well as just um, raising awareness and educating um, their fellow um, fellow people in Berkshire County. And it's a great group if you're interested in volunteering. So that's um, another thing I wanted to mention. We have lots of volunteer opportunities for people, um, all different kinds of things. You know, one way to volunteer is, of course, with the walk, but we have other types of volunteer opportunities as well. We train people to teach all of our education programs. So if you're maybe a former teacher or just interested in teaching others about Alzheimer's and dementia, we can train you and you can go out and do these education programs on your own and just try to try to bring education and awareness to more of the population. Because the thing is, we know that this disease is also growing in the population. Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's the only chronic illness that actually has no treatment whatsoever, really. So, you know, we've gotten so much better at treating other chronic illnesses, which is amazing. You know, people are living much longer with cancer and heart disease and other chronic illnesses. But with this chronic illness, there's we have no um, treatment that slows the progression of this disease. And so we know it's going to continue it and continue it to impact more people. And so that's why we're always trying to just educate more people, provide more support and resources, and also raising money to fund that research as well. That's great. So if basically is if I go on your website and I, I'm, and I want to volunteer, there's a place in there um, which will list what you're looking for. And like you said, if I was a teacher, which I'm not, but some people are maybe retiring that are a teacher, I want to help you out. 
Um, you would train them and then they can run their own support groups for, for, for this yep. disease and go from there. Uh, what other kind of volunteers are you looking for? Yeah, like you just mentioned, we can also train people to become support group facilitators, which is All a right. great way to volunteer, sure. um, especially if you've had a connection, you know, to this disease and you want to support other people who went through a similar journey that you went through. Um, we have, yeah, we can train support group facilitators. Um, we also just have, you know, if people just want to volunteer for the day, like on the walk day, that's always a yeah. good option too. Um, so yeah, it's a great way to be involved. And in, like, like you mentioned, yeah, if you just go on our website, you can just click, there's a spot for volunteer opportunities. And if someone that listening in our audience here decided they would like to, to do a financial donation, um, they would go on the website and get your address and they're also there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I hope to get a lot of donations. <laughs> that? Um, so if, yes. for example, um, tell me about um, how I can uh, learn more about caregiving. Is that, is that one of your courses? Yes. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. Like I mentioned, you can always call our helpline. You can schedule a care consultation, but you can also, I really recommend if, if you're a caregiver, you know, really attending all of our core education programs because they really go through some great detail and suggestions around just how to make your day-to-day -day life easier because we know, you know, as a caregiver, it can be such a struggle and can be so challenging um, and be so stressful. And especially even now that people are home more um, and caring for a loved one, um, even spending more time at home, and so really get support on that. Attend all of our education programs, talk to someone, get that one-to-one -one counseling on our helpline or our care consultation. And, you know, don't struggle through this alone. We have, you know, you're, you're not the first person to do this caregiving, you know, right. luckily we have like really good information on how to make your day easier and how to, you know, make it um, a more peaceful and pleasant day of spending that day with your loved one instead of a stressful one or one where the person is always agitated or upset or asking repetitive questions. You know, we can provide suggestions for, for what to do in those specific scenarios. Yeah, I know. It's, it, and the thing is, is that there's, you know, big education out there to do this. And you know, a lot of people don't want to face the fact that their loved one has dementia or something or Alzheimer's. And once they once they come to grip with this, um, then it's a good place. Your place is a good place to get help and things of this nature. Um, but, you know, and, and you train people and you're able to help the whole family out. So, I mean, that's wonderful that you're doing this. I, 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 I never realized this myself. Thank you. Yeah, that's what we want to do is break the stigma around Alzheimer's yeah. as well. Yeah. Because it is a big stigma, like you know, you know, like you said, people are living longer with you know cancer and other diseases that they get these cures for, but there's no real cure for this, and uh, people are out there struggling not only themselves, because a lot of them, you know, like my mother-in-law, didn't know that she was struggling. I'm sure, but the rest of the family was torn apart, right? You know, because of what she was going through, you right. know, yeah. So, is there anything else that you'd like to bring up um, on this for the, for the public? I think that's it. Thank. Thank you so much. I know we're out of time here. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, listen, no, thank you very much. It was wonderful. You're a wealth of information. Um, and, you know, my wife and I will definitely do that walk this year. I'll, I'll, I will look for it. I'll go on the website. And hopefully a lot of other people in Berkshire County will, too, and help to support you. Great. Thank you so much. Great. I appreciate Great. it.
Thank you, and and, uh, and part of our civic team, we want to thank you for knowing your Berkshires. Good night. Good night.